Yo, what up? You've heard how every superhero has their origin story, right? Well, welcome to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. I am your host, Desi Abeda. I'm a high-performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high-performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, can't believe I made it. Enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, high performers and camp believers? Welcome to another episode of the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. We are hitting it hard with our uh, Mentorship Monday episodes. These honestly are some of my favorite. I mean, anything that I'm doing in this podcast, let's be honest, is, is my favorite because this is me overcoming my own limiting beliefs and honoring my ideas, honoring my creativity and launching something that I'm really passionate about. So, uh, God, I, I love being your host. Pod fam, thank you so much. Uh, okay, all right. So today's Mentorship Monday episode. We are working on our three-part series. So today is part two. So if you did not catch the part one of our series, make sure that you jump back into last Monday's Mentorship Monday episode, episode 82. We're starting to discuss unlocking your limiting beliefs and helping you to understand what that's actually doing in your life. Because all of us come with baggage, right? <laughs> we all do. The more that we normalize it and the more that we understand that some of these limiting beliefs aren't things that actually help us or push us forward or help us to connect with our truest self and to whatever end that means, we need to understand that we all have that, that baggage, right? And so as we work through it, this is where the education that you're getting receives application because you already kind of know my mantra by now. The information and the education is readily available. What most people need is how to apply it. They need to, to create skills and create identity so that you can bridge that gap. All right. So this last episode with our Unlocking Limiting Beliefs Part 1, we discussed the reticular activating system. And I'm not going to go too much into it because I want you to make sure that if you have not listened to it yet, you jump back into episode 82 so we talked about the reticular activating system and the analogy or the metaphor that we created for it, it's kind of like your social media algorithm, right? It, it, it is pointing back to you or reflecting back to you rather. It's kind of like a mirror. It's reflecting back to you really what you're receiving, where you are in your life, the types of people that you are hanging out with, uh, messages that, you're, that are constantly in your subconscious and, and really how you are interacting with your world. So with today's episode, I wanted to make sure that we not only took what we learned with the RAS system, but applying that into, okay, now that we're aware that we do have something called the reticular activating system, and now that we're aware that it is a filtration system of like, okay, what is important to me right now, and, and how can I continue to see that in this world, right? And the first story that I'm thinking about as it comes up is, is the Roger Bannister story. So if you don't know anything about Roger Bannister, uh, he is the first person to break the sub four minute mile. So back in the day, back in the 50s, they, they thought that if, uh, if the human body were to ever put themselves under that type of stress, that it would just break down, like lungs would explode. Like there are so many people and so many um, scientists that would talk about this during this time. And so, you know, one day in May in 1954, Roger, Roger Bannister stood up and said, like, OK, I'm going to train for this. I'm going to go ahead and do it because no one had ever done it before. Everyone literally thought that you would die if you did it. 
So he ended up killing it at three minutes and 59 seconds. And what they found, not only just from that experience, but because he was over, he was able to overcome a physical and, 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 uh, and literal limiting belief of people saying that the human body couldn't do it. Two weeks later, someone broke that. And since then, since the 1950s, almost 1,400 people have, have broke that sub four minute mile limiting belief. And I tell you this story not because I want you to go out and try to test if you can do that. I 100% don't think that I could right now. <laughs> I got fast twitch muscles. That's that's me. All right. That's my bag. <laughs> okay. So I'm not pushing you to go do that. But if you want to go test it out, by all means, go for it. Uh, but what I'm, what I'm telling this story is to remind you that we all have limiting beliefs and some that are just part of our societal and cultural norms. Because what's really, really cool about this is we need to understand our behavior in the same way that we understand the iceberg model. All right, so if you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up. And so as always, you can head over to, over to our YouTube page to view this uh, in video form so that you can kind of wrap your head a little bit around it. But there are some researchers from Emory that found that with this iceberg belief model, they found that there's a couple of components to it, all right? And they also found that when we are trying to create beliefs, belief systems about ourselves, that these five things are constantly in the mix. So on the top of our iceberg, right, that's usually what we see because you don't have to have extensive knowledge about icebergs to know that what you see above water is not exactly what's underwater because it's massive underwater. Right. So above water, above the surface, we're looking at words and behaviors. Right. And I, when I look at this, too, and, and this is kind of where I think this is really special, because I got asked this by a client the other day and they're like, well, does like how do I know when like I'm healthy? Right. I'm not just talking about like performance, but I'm talking about like, how do I know that I'm interacting uh, as a healthier individual? And I got told this by a therapist and I got told this by a lot of the therapists that I used to work with when I worked in treatment and I'm still working very closely in mental health because I, I'm a firm believer in it. But I got told this and, and it really, really made sense to me. And, I, and I'm hoping that it can also help you to wrap your head around like what does healthy look like? So it's when your thoughts, your words and your actions match. All right. Because some people are, are really used to just talking the talk and not really acting on it. Right. And some people are a bit more impulsive and don't even know how to connect with <laughs> their thoughts or their feelings. Right. And so at the type of the top of the iceberg here, we're looking at your words and your behavior. What are some of the things that you say? What are some of the things that you say you're doing and what are you actually doing from a ritual or a habit standpoint? Now, when we go below the surface, this is where obviously, you know, going back to this metaphor of the iceberg, Anything under the surface is going to be much larger, right? Much more of an emphasis, right? So the three things under this iceberg belief model are under the surface are going to be beliefs. So belief systems, right? Meaning, okay? And then also values. And I think this is really important because we all grow up with a sense of, ho hopefully, with, with, with a sense of some type of attachment, right? Or some type of belief model a belief system of this is how people in my family, or this is what I do, or this is how I interact. And oftentimes these belief systems within this belief model, they don't really serve us. And so when we really try to get down in, in the gritty of like, okay, how do we change someone's behavior? We go back to identity-based habits. We go back to changing your personal identity. 
So really taking a, a longer look at your belief systems. What are some of the things that you believe about yourself and your current situation that you're in right now? What meaning do those belief systems have for you? Right. So for some of us, that inner self-critic uh, is very, very mean. I always tell people, like, if you were to personify uh, your negative self-talking to a person, you wouldn't hang out with that person because that person's an asshole. And if you do want to hang out with them, <laughs> it's time to see a therapist. OK, like you're just a glutton for punishment. So when we examine these beliefs and, and the meaning, that also means that we look at our core values. What are some of the things that are important to you? And when we try to, to mold our ideas around this too, and this is where like, this is where the work happens, you have to be present enough to, to really start to examine this. So my big push for you today is as you're examining this iceberg belief model is to really look at your inner self-critic and really look at how often your negative self-talk is so damn loud that it's keeping you stuck or that it's keeping you in a certain place. Because we all have words, behavior, we all have meaning, beliefs, and values. Some of them are, are a lot stronger than others, and some of them have really carried us, and, and, and a lot of them are healthy. But in a lot of ways, again, bringing in the inner self-critic, for some reason, we, we tell ourselves that this is the way things should be. You know, with our Mentorship Monday memo, um, if you're not a part of this, you know, I, I definitely want to encourage you to reach out and say, hey, can you put me on this? Because I'm I'm doing a whole lot more sharing about things that come up for me, things that are really punching me in the brain. <laughs> you know, it's it, I'm honestly having a lot of fun with it. But this one that is going out today, so on, on Monday, I was talking about limiting beliefs and how, you know, I really wanted to dive into creating education and opportunity to talk to you all about limiting beliefs. And lo and behold, as I'm examining and doing my research and, and educating you all, I'm aware of some of the personal limiting beliefs that I have. And how they're driving the success of something like this podcast, right? And how they're driving the success of my business, how they're driving the success of me as just an individual uh, becoming the healthiest, highest, and really joyous form of, of myself. And, you know, one of those, and just to kind of bring you into my psyche a little bit, like with this podcast, right? One of those, like, you know, I'm not really sure who is listening, but I'm really thankful for them. Uh, and I, if I allow myself to kind of sit there and think about it a little bit more, undoubtedly that self-doubt and imposter syndrome comes in. Like, Des, who are you to, to lead thousands upon millions, man? Like, come on. The reason why your pod hasn't grown is because, like, that's not, it's not you. Because, like, I, I say stuff to myself like that. And I'm sure you're probably pretty similar. Maybe it's not about a podcast, but maybe it's about your relationship. Maybe it's about your health. Maybe it's about your job. Right? Maybe it's about you continuing to, to do something that you get no value from, but you just do it because you feel like you deserve it. We all have those limiting beliefs. And my encouragement for you today, kind of taking this iceberg belief model, is to, is to do three things, right? And this can be done in the morning. It can be done at night, whatever. But I'm going to use the example of inviting all parts um, all parts of you to coffee in the morning, right? So as you sit there, some of your time in silence, right? And invite all parts of you, allow your thoughts, your feelings and things to come to the table, literally have coffee with them. All right. And so as you're doing that, I want to encourage you to go get yourself a notebook or a piece of paper, or maybe even just your phone, whatever, whatever you want. 
is to write out some of the things that morning that you're saying to yourself. Because if you can be more present with what is going on in your body and in your mind and in your subconscious, this is where the reticular activating system comes into play. Again, we're having a callback back to episode 82 here, because if you're telling yourself that you're a worthless piece of crap, that you don't deserve things, that you're going to be in this, this nine to five job that you hate for the rest of your life. Well, hell yeah, your, your mind is going to, is going to be functioned in a way where it's like, well, we still, we got to, we got to continue to look for opportunities to make sure that this is true. All right. So my invitation to you is to sit down, take a morning, invite all parts of you to coffee, write out the things that are being said, and then reality check it, fact check it. Because you're probably going to find, and this is where I'm going to push you to, to go a little bit further. Start thinking about ways to talk to yourself in the same way that you would talk to a child, a young child that you love, a young child that you're molding, right? Or possibly think about the person that you love most. Think about how they would feel if you talk to them in the way that you talk to yourself. It's, it's not a good look, right? <laughs> All right. So as you're thinking about this, you already know, I, I, I want you to make sure that you're doing this. Take a screenshot of this episode for homework. Make sure that you post, tag us at I made it pod at Desi Abeta. Let us know. Let us know when or where you're going to do this. Let us know if you did this and, and what you found. Again, we're really trying to, to continue to engage with you all. So I'm super thankful for you all. Let's be aware of our inner self-critic. Let's be aware of our meaning, our belief systems, our values, all of those things are going to help us with our words and our behavior because your words and your behavior matters because it creates your damn environment. All right. Much love to you all. Catch you on the next episode. Let's go. What's up, high performers, high performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes of each and every episode all you got to do is click on the link answer a couple questions and you're in and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos free content for you free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become on the other end we also know that information is readily available it's the application that people need to invest in in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.